Hi everyone. Um, for those who don't know me, um, I have only been coming to New Hope for about a year now, um, but it's nice to meet you all from up here. Um, I would really love to pray with you before we get into God's word, because I believe that his word is the one that speaks through me. Dear Heavenly Father, uh, thank you that so many people have gathered here to hear from you tonight. Um, thank you that you are a giver of wisdom. Um, thank you that you have given us your word to look at and read through, grapple with, challenge us, motivate us to come closer to you, uh, to know you better and to know how to live for you. And we pray that as we go out um, after tonight that we would have reflected upon these words from your Bible and that we would know how to best live wisely. In your precious son's name we pray. Amen. So, as I said, um, we'll be looking at wisdom. Um, just as a preface, um, we are at church and I will be speaking mostly on godly wisdom. Um, if you don't know what that is, feel free to talk to someone about that afterwards. Um, but we are a church that loves to have these conversations with you um, and we want to pray with you about um, how you actually view wisdom in your life. I also want to ask you, if you were to have a friend um, that was picking between two schools to go to, how would you give them advice? Um, say that one of the schools that they need to move to, they already have people that they care about, that they know, but another school that they would have to pick between would be completely new with all sorts of new people, new content, new course, new place. How would you give them advice? Discuss with the person next to you and I'll come back shortly. Um, I won't ask you for some of your answers, um, but I'm guessing that some of you would have responded in these ways. Um, one of four, maybe a couple of these four ways, um, but you might have given an answer based on an experience you might have. Um, you might have taken upon ideas from the knowledge that you have. Um, you might look at a traditional point of view or you might have turned to scripture. And by this I mean you might have had your own experience and you might have actually shared that with this friend. Um, you might know that one of these schools is a better choice for them, a more suitable school for them because you've also been there as well. You know what they're like and you know that you can actually advise them to go to this school. Or, like me, you might have made a list, you might have done good versus bad, kind of outweighed the benefits, um, and you might have 
suited them to a school that is either closer to them or um, is more comfortable for, um, say, extracurricular activities. Um, or, traditionally, you might look... This is for the parents, by the way. Um, you might have looked at where your whole family has been to. You might have just gone, oh, well, we've always gone to this school. This is probably where you should go. Um, and you would tell your friend that. It's not a bad thing, by the way. Um, or you might have turned to scripture. You might have used some sort of tests like uh, the Great Commandment. You might have looked at where you can best love and serve others. Or you might have looked at the Great Commission and said, oh, well, it's actually a good place for me to go and share the good news of Jesus. Um, so why can't you as well? And you would advise your friend to pick that school. And just like in this scenario, all life consists of decisions that we have to make in order to live our lives with action. Um, decisions that are aired with wisdom require a mix of all of these things. A compilation of experience and knowledge, tradition, and an understanding of how God would want us to live through his teachings. Whenever I have to make a decision, I often compile these experiences, not just my own. Um, and I, if I don't know, I ask. I pray to God. And today we'll look into how the rest of God's people actually ask him for wisdom as well. So if you bring out James 1.5 um, and read along with me, I want you to notice a certain structure that James has presented to us about how we can actually get wisdom. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. In this first line, if any of you lack wisdom, hit me really hard. Because James, being a man of Proverbs, um, is actually saying that all of us lack wisdom. He's hypothesizing that we all lack wisdom and therefore we should all actually do this. And what we should do is we should ask God. He tells us you should ask God. This is where we go to, not our best friend, not our mum, but God. And he says that you should do it because God gives generously to all. God, a giver, not just of life, not just of things of this world, not the trees, not this church, but all things. He also gives wisdom without finding fault in us. So say if, one of my friends wanted to keep something from me because I had done them wrong. This is what James means in this verse, that he says that this friend will actually give me the information I need without counting my wrongs against me. I love that he finishes off with that it will be given to you. For if you read the whole thing again, if any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to you. So it's to all who ask. So if you ask, it will be given to you. This wisdom that we lack, if you ask, he will give it to you. And that's sort of the structure I want you to see. 
someone not having wisdom, going to God who gives wisdom generously without counting ourselves against him. And that's hard. That's really hard to take because it's a lot to depend on someone else for wisdom. I struggle with this. Um, But it is well knowing that God is the one that I'm asking instead of trying and trying again, um, finding my own way, gaining my own wisdom or looking into things of this world or other people of this world for wisdom. I can ask God, the God who gives wisdom in the first place. All the people in the Bible do this too. So if you look at Judges 6, I don't know if you remember from, say, kids' church or Sunday school, but the story of Gideon is of a man who doesn't seem like the type to save Israel um, from their enemies. He considered himself small, but he wanted wisdom too. He wanted to make sure that he was to be a deliverer, and he asked God for signs. Signs such as the experiences that we ask God to give us when we want wisdom. He wanted signs that it was God who was with him. And yet even given wisdom of the mighty task ahead of him, he discarded it, just like we do now. He loved God. He trusted God and was torn because he wanted to be so well with God. So he asked again. And so we should ask again. If we discard our own wisdom now, we should ask him again for it. We should ask again because we see that God gives it generously and he will give it to us for life. Another man, the king, Solomon, in Proverbs 4, is a man of many treasures. He considered himself lacking wisdom. Like us even the smartest of us, he didn't know what to do in difficult situations. So he asked God for wisdom. He asked God for wisdom and he cherished her. He writes about wisdom as she in verses 8 and 9 of chapter 4. He says, you should exalt her, wisdom, and she will promote you. She will bring you honour when you embrace her. She will place on your head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory she will deliver to you. This is King Solomon, a man with many crowns, a king with probably no other material need, but instead was called to cherish this thing called wisdom. So we should want it, just like he did. We should want it when we lack it, and we should make sure we keep asking for her and look after her just as she has been given from God. How do we cherish her? How do we we know that it's actually wisdom at our door? How do we make sure it's true? You can be sure that it is given by God when it is spirit-filled and aligned with what God wants for us. You might not know the Bible well. I know I'm still getting through it as well. But over time, you recognise that decisions you make become God-given when they're also for him. So keep asking. There are prayers that help you to ask for wisdom. If you look at the Psalms, in chapter 25, there are two verses, four and five. And they say, Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. 
For you are my God, my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. For like the psalmist and like James, like King Solomon, just as Gideon, we require wisdom from God. And if he is to grant it so generously, this wisdom, then we need to come and ask and receive it. So I want you to meditate on asking God for wisdom. I want to have you listen to the song that the band is going to play. I want you to meditate on these lyrics. In your life, ask for whatever wisdom guidance you need. Ask him first. Ask him like those of old. Pray to him for the knowledge that you need to navigate a problem that might be troubling you. Ask him for someone to speak life and words of guidance. Let, you, let your heart be set on his wisdom first. In all circumstances, go to him first. We can do this now. We can do this prayerfully on our own and we can do this every day for the rest of our lives together. We can keep asking God for wisdom because he's always here in his word and he's always speaking to us through his spirit in all of our lives. So in our acts of love and our deeds of faith, speak, O Lord, and fulfill in us all your purposes for your glory. Speak, O Lord, and renew our minds. Help us grasp the heights of your plans for us. Speak, O Lord. Speak, O Lord. I pray that as we go into our week, wherever we are, that we're asking God for his wisdom because he will give when we ask. He will give when we need. And he will give his word, his truths, his way for us this week. Depend on him. Ask him because he is the giver of wisdom. Let him speak. In his name we pray. Amen.